Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. Are you ready to talk about sex? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NSFW Slaying Demons. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're going to get to that a little bit later on. I just wanted to kind of like hype up our listener email this week because, uh, yeah, yeah we climax. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have a feeling that there's going to be lots and I already of. Broke jewels. <laughs> there's going to be lots of innuendos and puns on this episode of Slaying Demons. Um, <laughs> jewels is already broken. In. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm that good. Yeah, <laughs> that good, honey. <laughs> oh man! So uh, before we derail the show completely, we are uh-huh. going to do a quick recap of some of our demons that we've dealt with in the past to let you guys know what our kind of um, progress towards slaying them is has been like. So, uh, Jules, you have some really awesome good news. So I think we're just going to jump right in. Start with you. Um, you have you have some house hunting demons that have been slain (laughs) yes as of today actually i um i have an accepted offer on a a home that i have been uh kind of like i put the offer in on sunday and so we've been back and forth offer counter offer counter offer counter offer and uh, i got the call this afternoon that they gave me the kind of the like we have a deal if and um so i took it and Yay! <laughs> uh, oh i am I, I i've been so stressed about this process mainly i mean for a couple reasons uh i've been looking since the beginning of january so after 4 months of just no of like disheartening not seeing a whole lot of availability out there and anything that did become available was snapped up like you had to act like that um that was the third offer on a property that I made, um, I've lost out on two others that didn't, that I didn't mm-hmm. get, uh, accepted yeah, or even it, get considered. I think you spoke about both of them, at least one of them, but I think both of them on the show and definitely both of them in our discord channel. So, yeah. And it's so, it was so discouraging, so disheartening because I live in a place where inventory for available, available homes is super low and there are a lot of people who are looking to buy. So you had, I mean, I got, I got super lucky 
with this deal and I'm, and the place that I got is gorgeous and I'm so excited. I mean, it's not over yet. I just got the accepted offer. We've got like all this other stuff that has to do. So I won't be like fully confident and, and comfortable, um, until the keys are in my hand and all the papers are signed. Yeah. I can understand. Fine. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm literally just, I, I went from, I mean, there were, there just been hip days that I was just like, I am, I was just broken. I was like, I can't, I can't see that this is going to work out in my favor because I can't seem to compete financially with a lot of other people out there who have Mm -hmm. a lot more money than I do. And so I'm very lucky right now. I'm very lucky. (laughs) Very pretty. You guys like it is super fancy. It is awesome. Awesome. I'm so, so happy with the the place that I was able to, to land. So, um, so that demon is currently, um, you know, I, I and it, it really <laughs> laying on the ground, me. like gasping for breath is how it's I'm picturing for breath. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what, what was happening is that there was the demon was actually a couple of different layers, because the reason that I was looking to buy a place is to try to get out of renting, which was extraordinarily high for a not really nice place. And I'm upside down right now in, you know, how much money I earn. And the amount of money that I have to pay for my living costs. Mm -hmm. And I needed to reduce that if I was ever, you know, uh, able to just enjoy life. And I really wanted to do that. And it was just, um, I nearly put myself into a couple times where I was just going to jump at something because it was available and it wasn't a good deal. And it would have kept me in a bad financial situation just to like find a place. And so I learned a lot about myself in that process of like, one of the things that I, I don't like, I have, I've talked about this on the show before. I am super impatient. I don't have. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was, that was a demon from, I think episode 19. We talked all about patience. (laughs) I, yeah. And so when I want something done, I want it done. And I will often (laughs) just decide to go do something maybe that isn't the right decision or the best decision. But that's what got me here. I mean, I I had to move to Minnesota very quickly and I needed a place to live and I needed to make it happen. Um, And I didn't, you know, I had to drive four hours to come house hunting over a weekend to make a decision about a place to live because I couldn't get back up here again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I picked a place that I thought was going to be like I thought it was going to be awesome. It's not, um, you know, I pay way too much money for where I live right now and it ain't that great. Yeah. Not at all. Um, and so I was really frustrated with myself for doing that. And I think that that was a really good lesson to learn about myself is that I nearly jumped into a, and this deal too, I almost put myself in a position with this deal that it would have become, a really bad deal. And I, in the counter office process, I looked at it, I ran the numbers, I talked to my lender and I was like, this is a bad deal. I can't do this. I need to walk away from this. And, um, I, I literally called my realtor and said, I'm walking away from this deal. And she said, how about this counter offer? Which I thought was just like, insulting like <laughs> the counter offer that I gave them yes last night dropped my offer price ten thousand dollars <laughs> I, I I literally did that 
Uh, I dropped my offer price $10,000. I gave them the closing date that they wanted. And I said, I will pay your closing costs instead of you paying them. And I said, they are going to turn. I mean, this, the competition in this market is so bad, crazy. They're going to go and look at somebody else. But she's like, you know, think about it. And I, I, so I thought about it and I'm like, well, I don't, if I'm going to walk away from this deal anyway, I might as well give it a shot and let them decide if they want to talk to me or not. And they countered back today and said, if you go up two more thousand dollars of your, of your offer, you have a deal. Two grand. That That's seems it. like it's, it's really funny because to me, like as a total outsider, who's never actually bought a home before, that seems so petty when you're talking about like these huge amounts of money, like more money than I have ever seen in my life in one place. And yes. you're nick like literally nickel and diming <laughs> over, you know, yeah. like the overall price of a home versus $2,000. It's just like, really, buddy? Like, yeah. really? <laughs> just yeah. take the damn offer. Like, why Why keep countering back and forth? But yeah, and I don't know, that's because- probably how the rich stay rich or something. I suppose. And then, and you know, it was whatever, I guess uh, it would put me whatever in competition to what the other offers were. And, Mm -hmm. um, so for $2,000 that I'm going to be financing anyway. And when you look at it from that perspective, which is like, it's insane to look at that, you know, like you're talking about two grand, two grand is a lot of money in my world. But when you're talking (laughs) about a house purchase, it's so much different when, you know, are you going to walk away from a deal for $2,000? That you're financing not. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, um, it was a really, it was a huge growth opportunity for me for the last couple, especially the last couple of weeks, um, dealing with a lot of disappointment, Mm. a lot. And, so I'm, I am literally still sitting here in shock today. I got the (laughs) call from my realtor and I was in the middle of a four hour uh, planning session with Pat. Um, we were working on future, future goals for the, for the year. And I was like, I'm just like, I can't even, I can't even think anymore. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, that's so awesome. That, we're very excited for you. Absolutely. And don't uh, it- be excited until June 9th. <laughs> and then I actually have the keys. After June 9th. <laughs> well, we could be excited. We're yeah. Easily like, excitable. You're, you're jumping the hurdles of the race right now. Jocelyn and I are like near the finish line. We're going to be like those guys on the news who carried the lady who like couldn't run anymore. That's us. <laughs> we're like, we're just going to carry you to the end and be your support. There you go. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's like, you're going to have to carry me because I'm probably going to stress out between now and then quite a bit. But yeah. Well, your demon uh, update on house hunting uh, kind of ties into mine a little bit. So a few episodes a few episodes ago, we talked about basically how I was pissed off at my myself past Jocelyn because I had spent money on frivolous things and I, I was really kind of upset with myself and uh, gave away some concert tickets because I just wasn't even going to enjoy myself. And, uh, so basically what's happened is like, we are getting to the point where we want to start house hunting and, and everything is just so friggin' expensive. Jules and I were talking about this kind of off mic at the start of the show. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's so frustrating how expensive everything is. So, uh, part of what I've been doing is going back and doing my taxes. It's tax time. And I haven't actually separated out like my personal finances from my business finances because like I I am 
like I'm a freelancer. I am everything just goes in and out of the same accounts and stuff, which means in order to kind of figure out what my business expenses are, I have to go through all of my spending, all of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, like my bank account, my PayPal, my credit card, everything. And I have to check off like personal business, personal business, which means I have to go back over an entire year's worth of time and see every stupid little decision I've made about where my dollars have gone. Yeah. Holy hell, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad, especially when you like sit down and actually figure out how many dollars you made and then you're just like look at your bank account balance and you're like how the fuck did that happen like yeah. <laughs> I like look at this huge chunk of money that I had over 12 months and it just isn't there <laughs> like <Yeah>. what <laughs> and then you look at your blizzard transaction history and you're like no no you I never know. you never <laughs> ever 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 search for the b word ever <laughs> I owned real estate in Heroes of the Storm, guys. Yeah, really. <laughs> I am a skin bear. Wait, that sounds really bad. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we are warming up for the later discussion. Oh, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I think I, not so much a, an isolated update, more of a Oh man, it's it's worse than ever almost right now just because of all of the stuff that I've had to do uh, going back and looking at all of my financial stuff. So, um, but at least tax season is is coming to an end. Like stuff is being submitted soon, and it's not bad. Like it could have been bad. It's not bad. <laughs> so at least there's that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm sitting here with popcorn, going like, all right, Jules getting her house. All right, Joss is working on hers. We're at the like figure out our credit score stages mm. <laughs> like, yeah. and then start saving for a down payment. So we're like way behind you guys. Well, no, And like, we are, we are in the same sort of place as you are. Nevermore. Like we are not anywhere near where Jules is. Like we're basically just like looking at stuff in our area and trying to figure out like what our down payment would even have to look like. And just seeing what's See, available. Turns out like nothing, but <laughs> I want to look at, like, the different areas we all live in and, like, what we would get for, like, a certain amount of money. Because I feel like here, when I've searched, like, I told him, like, jokingly, like, months ago, I told you guys. I was like, sorry, honey, we're going to live in the ghetto. Like, I don't think we can afford anything anywhere close to this. But, I mean, now that we've kind of been looking and, like, judging different properties and stuff, just, you know, by me, like, looking all the time and saying, look at this one and yeah. being excited. <laughs> um, we've kind of talked a little bit about it where we might have a range we know that we can go up to but i feel like in certain areas in phoenix it's just like nope like there's like a whole section of the freeway where we can't go like that's the dark part of the lion king map like, we can't we can't go anywhere near there and it's just it's because there's like colleges nearby there's like a new ballpark that's out in that area it's like right in the transition to go in a whole bunch of other places so i understand why and it's always been like a more expensive area anyway but still it's like all right we can't go anywhere near this place so. mm -hmm. <laughs> i understand that feeling we can't yeah. go anywhere within about two hours of where we currently live so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh so yeah that's the kind of the big one is the is just going through all the finances and trying to budget and seeing kind of what's going on with me and then trying to kind of like 
not necessarily merge our finances, but at least get into a place where we're, you know, letting the other partner know what our finances look like because exactly yeah it's just it's the kind of thing where it's like it's still all my stuff and it's still all his stuff but at least you know we know what the other stuff looks like so yeah that's a that's a better place to be going forward I think so at least there's that we're just (laughs) getting tired of well I mean apartment living is expensive because we're paying a ton of money that's going to nothing nothing, you know what I mean and now that we're in the one bedroom one bathroom it's just it's a small, small space where if we had a normal living environment, it would be way better. And we're getting tired of the neighbors. So (laughs) it's, it's going to be time soon. Yeah. That's the other thing too, right. Is like looking at your rent, because I know like when I was living down in Nova Scotia, like I paid more than $15,000 over the course of the year just to put a roof over my head. And that didn't go to anything, (laughs) you know, like, and it's just money that's gone. Like, and, and it's fine. Cause again, I had a roof over my head and I couldn't afford a home on my own when I was in Nova Scotia any more than I can afford one even with Matt now. So, I mean, like, it's not necessarily that it went absolutely nowhere. I, I had to pay rent, but it can be really frustrating when you look at the big chunks of money, like in totals at the end of the year and go, oh my God, like that huge percentage of my income went just putting a roof over my head mm-hmm. and I have nothing to show for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> that roof is gone now. <laughs> And it's even harder when it's uh, putting a roof over your head that you are not happy with mm. at all. And it's and it is like, you know, for me, it's going to be $300 less a month for me to own a place that's crazy. that has two bedrooms. <laughs> and I have like I, I have that's 1100 square feet that I'm going to buy. I am in 900 square feet in a one bedroom paying $300 more a month. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is yeah. really ridiculous how, how uh, you know, where your money just goes nowhere. Um, and so I just, I totally feel you. And it's the only reason that I am in this position at all is because I was a homeowner prior to my divorce. And because of the division of property, I have the, I was able to get the money to save for that but I literally just that's all I've got <laughs> it's just like this money that's been sitting there for a house purchase and <laughs> you know but trying to save up for uh, a down payment especially when there's two people involved is stressful mm-hmm. yeah because you're you know it's um and nevermore I wanted to ask you guys too because you you guys really maintain your own separate finances completely right you don't yes, you completely. don't share anything yeah nope. So it, he's you know, probably you're... super glad about that because he doesn't want to own all my crafts. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have a situation where if you're going to buy a home, you have you have to then pool that income or that savings together to do that together, and and that's tough. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll have to look into figuring all that out later. Yeah, but, I mean. And that's like a road I'm excited to go down, but also scared to go down. So <laughs> I don't know. It is it's not a double- easy road. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Because I mean, like you've been at least from, you know, me and my perspective and in, in my life experience, I've been so just, it's just been me. Like all of the 
good things I've done, all the bad things I've done, my current financial situation, most bad things I've done, but you know, whatever, it's all been me. I've owned it. It hasn't impacted anybody else. It's just been, you know, me and my decisions. And, um, especially like looking back at stuff, I'm just like, oh man, like, yeah, that was fine in the moment for, you know, that current version of Jocelyn, but like, damn, she didn't plan at all. (laughs) Like (laughs) I literally was like, Living week to week, I don't even want to necessarily say paycheck to paycheck because things weren't tight. I was like yeah. just living, I guess, um, frivolously. Like I yeah, was whatever just, you wanted, whatever I wanted, I just got, you know, because I was, I was, um, I had all my podcast income plus I had a very well-paying management job at the same time. I had no idea where I was going to go or what I was going to do, or you know, like especially after the big shakeup a few years ago in my life. Like, I had no plans to buy anything with anyone anytime soon. I wasn't dating anyone. I was just, you know, like, basically, like, what's going to make me feel better today? Well, I'm going to get that $30 bottle of wine because fuck it. Okay, well, I'm going to go spend $300 on the Blizzard store because it's sitting in my bank account. So why not? Like, yeah. oh, man, that Blizzard store sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not, we are not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, no, that's a lie. We are going to talk about that because. Damn um, it. <laughs> <laughs> Never more. It's actually a perfect example of kind of slaying the budgeting demon because at least for me, any other time I would have just gone in and just ordered whatever. But this time when there was a huge sale, I turned to Matt and I said, okay, I'm going to buy plushies. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> like, and he kind of looked over and he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, no, this is Matt. <laughs> like, I'm trying to like budget and like get approval. And he's like, it's your money. Like, I was like, I know, but it's kind of ours at the same time. Like, right. give me points for asking. <laughs> Even yeah. though like, I know he would never, he, he would never say no. It's part of the problem. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, like he j- it just like for me to actually like take that step and kind of be like, hey, okay, I'm going to spend this like $50 on plushies and you know but I'm saving hundreds because you know exactly like I didn't buy them because I didn't want to like put that much money towards it but it was like 75 percent off yeah they're adorable and I need them all (laughs) so yeah it's hard though yeah so but just like taking that extra step and just being like okay hey this is the thing that I'm doing honey like it's it's not even necessarily looking for permission, but just keeping the other person, I think, informed is becoming more and more important to me yeah. and to us. And uh, and it's, you know, little, little baby steps. But yeah, the Blizzard well, Gear Store <laughs> sale is a perfect example. <laughs> and there are certain things that I think that they understand are like, we don't need, but they know it's okay. Like... <laughs> For me, like when I tried to order the Reaper statue when it first got announced and my order didn't go through, which by the way, I'm still super mad about that because it has something to do with the Blizzard Year store. So anyway, <laughs> I put in my order. It showed in my history. I didn't think about it. And then when I went back and everybody else was getting their statues, mine didn't go through. So I don't know what it was about. Um, so anyway, recently I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try again to get it, you know, because it's still the wave two or whatever. So I had a brand new credit card through the credit union that I got a separate checking account with or whatever. And I'm like, should I do it? And Ben's like, just do it. Just buy it. You know, you want it. If I just gone, don't like, want to hear about it statue, anymore. I'm going to have a right. No, he actually, 
he's actually very supportive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows that I wanted it and he regrets the tracer one and he knows Jules has it and it makes him upset. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a I gift. Kept, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying to order it with that card and then with a different one and it like would not go through it. Did the, it did the same thing where it showed in your account and then went out and the GMs are like, well, it'll do that. It'll show that it's not going through. I'm like, but it shouldn't do that. Like it's like two separate companies. Like there's something wrong with this, you guys, seriously. So anyway, Ben ended up going through his account with my card and it worked. So (laughs) eventually I have a Reaper statue coming that I don't really need, but it's awesome. (laughs) So like he understands that it's an expense of something fun, I Mm -hmm. guess. Well, and that and goes back to the discussion. That. Yeah, that goes back to the discussion <laughs> that Jules and I actually had because I think it was an episode that you were sick for nevermore. But that's the discussion we actually had was basically like, as long as you plan and budget your fun expenses, it doesn't mean like saving money and budgeting doesn't necessarily have to mean constantly depriving yourself. It's just all about smart choices and planning and saying like, okay, I bought the Reaper statue. Like this is my treat for however many months that ends up being. You know, because everyone's budget is different. So, you know, you could maybe be able to afford it once a month, maybe once every six months. But whatever your budget is, like, you're allowed to make room for treats for yourself in there. Because otherwise, if you don't, you end up doing the Jocelyn thing, which is splurge, 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 splurge. And then, like, you're not allowed any more treats. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, oh, I haven't had a treat in forever. So, again, splurge everywhere. (laughs) Well, we used to stress all the time about, like, okay... You know, BlizzCon tickets went on sale. Okay, we know we're going in November. Okay, now we really are, like, freaking out because the trip is coming. But we've actually, like, this year we are, like, super laid back about it. Like, we know that trip's coming. It's, like, since we've done it now, like, we're, like, all right, we know about how we need to save, about how much it's going to be. So that's handled to the point where, like, we're taking an impromptu end of April quick day trip. Like, we already have it, like, in the works. Because a lot of it, too, we've noticed is, like, we're making that time to do like it's with my sister and her husband and stuff. So it's like a family thing. So we're, even though it's like budget is a hardship kind of like we make an exception when it's for stuff like that, you know, like we make sure that we're not missing out on it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So I think uh, we maybe have one more Demon, Jules, do you want to talk about weight loss and, and working out before we move on? Because I, I, I want to, I know that our final discussion about this listener email is going to be a long <laughs> one. And I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to cut it short in any way, shape or form. So Jules, do you want to? We wanna... really haven't. Yeah, we haven't hit Nevermores though. Really? Um, Did we? She finances? always skips mine. I didn't yeah, skip but... yours. We just <laughs> talked about finance and budgeting. <laughs> I cut one of mine out. I'm trying to cut the show down on the fly. Nevermore. God damn it. Well, and I think we can all, we can all relate to the, to the working out and the, and that's where I um, was going with it. I gotcha. I gotcha. I want to make sure that Nevermore didn't get slighted here. I was going to go back to her for her to do list as well. It's fine. Keep going. Um, so in the last, so for the last, uh, since the beginning of, February, I want to say, I have been on a um, on a prepared meal plan um, where I go and I pick up meals from a place that you know does healthy meals, and I've been doing it since the beginning of of uh, February, and. Um, I haven't been a hundred percent on it. You know, like there's been days or I, you know, I take a, a cheat meal every Friday. That's my 
Friday dinner is I can go eat whatever I want. And I've gone out and had beers with my friends and gone out and eaten stuff. But, um, it's been, it's been a good thing for me. I, I, number one, I'm eating a tremendous amount healthier. Um, but on the other side, I was like, Oh, well I can pair this. I was pairing that with the working out three to four times a week and things just had gotten so hectic that I have been shirking on the, the working out. So, um, so I went to the gym yesterday. I couldn't go today cause we were in like this four hour meeting and I didn't get to go during the day. Um, but I'm really trying to, to kind of merge that back in. I have, I think I've lost about five pounds, which Yay. it's down. It's not up. And, yeah. um, and I've been, feeling better. I've been feeling healthier. I've been, you know, um, except for the last couple of days, I've been sleeping better. I was not sleeping mm-hmm. well for the last couple well, of yeah, days. Well, yeah, but that's house related. Yeah. That's not yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping better, um, feeling more energetic, uh, and alert during the day, not getting that afternoon slump where you're just like, I just need to take a nap. <laughs> um, so it's, it's been good. I, I've not been as good about the working out part, but I've been trying to at least like, it was beautiful on Saturday. It was getting close to 70 degrees here, which is a gorgeous day in April. So I went out for a really long walk in the park and, uh, and you know, just did, did about two and a half miles out there. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is good. <laughs> um, you know, strolling around and doing stuff and then going a little bit harder, harder pace. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it's still a demon. It's still out there. But I feel like I'm throwing effort at it, and that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have totally fallen off the wagon when it comes to all of yeah. this stuff. But I am looking forward to, like Jules, you mentioned, the weather's changing now, and it's becoming nicer. And you know, we have the ability to actually go outside again because um, I don't belong to a gym and I don't have a car and nothing's close by. So, like working out during the winter just doesn't happen for me. So I'm looking See, forward. I to... have no excuses. <laughs> I have no excuses. I have no weather excuses. Yeah. <laughs> At but all. You do. You do. No, you don't I want don't. to be outside during the summer. Yeah, yours are just flipped to what ours are. We can't be outside in the winter because it's so freaking cold. You can't be outside in the summer because it's so freaking hot. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, it's just, um, I'm looking forward to, well, I think, um, I don't know if I actually talked about it on the show or not because it was before we started the show, but my birthday last summer, Matt actually bought me a bike. So I'm looking forward to, well... Looking forward is a strong term because I find riding a bike very difficult. And whoever came up with the saying, it's just like riding a bike, is obviously never taken 10 years off riding a bike and tried to do it again. Yeah, I hate riding bikes. I gotta say, I hate it. I prefer, I prefer bike riding to, like, running. I hate running for the sake of running. Holy hell. It's boring and dumb. Yeah. And, like, I'll run for sports. I'll jump for sports, but you got to put a ball in front of me. Otherwise, I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> but bike yeah, riding, I don't feel like that. I feel like bike riding is like its own kind of reward because you can go so much further and see so much more. So I feel like I get like I can ride a bike and it's a vehicle and I can make it a trip as opposed to like I'm just running around my neighborhood for the hell of it. <laughs> so... That's kind of like where my head is at with the working out thing is like I'm looking forward to the weather changing and getting nicer so that I can actually get outside because I find I have more like positive health effects from just even just fresh air. 
Like, yes. So I'm looking forward to being outside more. And I know last summer it was really nice for us. So I love the fact that, I mean, when I get outside and it's nice out, I just feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I will stay inside for days on end during the winter because you just do not want to go outside. And um, so I totally get it. You feel like a new person when you're able to go outside and it helps mm-hmm. a lot. It really so. does. So, Nevermore, would you like to tell us about your endless to-do list? I'm just behind in con prep. I've done nothing, and it's in, like, 40 days or something like that, so... Which, is this the Phoenix Comic-Con, or are you Phoenix Comic-Con, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys going nothing. to do the joint booth with, uh, with your... So it would be two other ladies and you? Uh, no, that was the first year. Ever since then, I've had way too much stuff to be able to share tables. So technically we have our own tables, um, but they're, but they're right next to each other. So, and she's just cranking out her, her steampunk stuff. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah. What's holding you back? Stress. Like at work, my mind's like going a a million miles a minute of, these are all the things I need to get done. And then by the time I get home, I'm just exhausted, like mentally, and not so much physically as much anymore now that I'm doing the job I'm doing, but it's just my brain is just like I'm over because at my job I have to try to get packages shipped each day and it has to weigh a certain amount or be a certain amount of money. And it's just just between all that and by the time I finally get home and making dinner and stuff, I'm just tired and I just I haven't sat down to do anything. Mm-hmm. Have so. you uh, have you tried like because I know I am so guilty of this I have this problem have you tried writing it down because I find if I don't write it down then I just kind of keep going over the list in my head over and over and over again and it feels the more times I go over it I get stressed because one I feel like I'm going to forget things and mm-hmm. two it's because it seems like it's getting bigger and bigger over time just because I've gone over it so many times. So if it's a list with five things, but I go over it five times, it feels like it's 25 things, but it's not, it's five things and it's actually manageable if I could just do it. But I find like, especially I'm, I'm the worst at it when, uh, when I'm trying to sleep, uh, and I'll just sit there and I'll just go over stuff like, okay, you have to do this and you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And I'm like, Oh my God, Jocelyn brain, shut up. Like, stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I well, find and writing I write it down. Less. Then I can at least say like, okay, it's written down. I can stop going over it 10 times and I can sleep. <laughs> I write it down and then they end up in my purse and then I never get it out after I get home. Mm. So, and it's stuff that I know I need to do, but then I get into the whole, okay, well, what about, Okay, for products, I could make this, 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 whatever. And then it ends up being like overwhelming of like, but what if people don't want that? How many of that do I make? You know, and it's just there's so many what ifs and should I's and all that kind of crap that I'm just like, ugh, it's just it's like I don't want to think about it at all. So, yeah. And I, you know, I'm I'm looking at it from a perspective, you know, I just I literally just started creating stuff myself within the last two weeks and I do it when I, I'm doing it for, I love it. Like it's so much, it's so relaxing for me. I I can, I feel like I'm, I'm doing something productive and yours yeah. is that you're doing something to try to hit an end goal. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if you were making stuff that you love, not necessarily what you think would sell, would that change anything? See, and that's like what I started doing is my whole booth was I got so stressed about what to make. I was like, I'm just going to make stuff I would buy, you know, but then I have so many ideas 
And then I, then it's like, okay, well, I would love to do that. But if I do that, like how many of those do I make? You know, how many colors of such and such do I make? So I, I don't know. I'd say use my brain, your community to help you, you know, yeah. ask us like, cause you know, we see it and go, Oh my gosh. And you see how many people would freak out over it. And you know, Hey, say, Hey guys, how many thing of these things do you think would sell? Mm-hmm. And ask people, um, you know, I think it would help you and it will encourage you and make you feel better when people are reacting really positively to seeing yeah. your stuff. Um, I find like, cause I, I've been posting, um, I've been making chain mail bracelets and I post the work in progress and people were asking me to see more. Yay. So I would post more and then I, I posted more work pictures. And then I said, this is the, the version that's done. And people were like, that's gorgeous. It feels so good. Mm-hmm. It was the it, same way with the uh, with my nail streams when I was doing yes. them more often is like just the ability to post things and have people, you know, like give you feedback or, you know, be in the chat room while you're doing it and stuff like that. Just the extra little bit of motivation of people being interested in what you're creating. It's just mm-hmm. it's so energizing. Might well, help the, you. I don't know. Yeah. The good news is say I make a whole bunch of it and it doesn't sell at Phoenix Comic Con is that I have enough stock because I would be doing also Nerdtacular and then another small two-day local show. So that gives me product for all of that, too. And then eventually, obviously, finally listing at my Etsy store. But it's still, it's 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 nerve-wracking because the tables there are so extensive. They're like a few hundred dollars for the four days. So I'm worried that if I don't make enough that I won't be able to cover my booth and then have to pay it and or not pay it and lose my spot and there's a huge wait list for it. So yeah, it's, I don't know. So anyway, that's what, that's what's on my mind a lot. It's hard. <laughs> you know what? That's gotta be for the love of doing the crafting, mm-hmm. not yeah. because you're worried that you're, you're not going to make it, you know, yeah. I, I want True. you to, to be happy crafting again. Cause that's why you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you done like, I mean, cause I know you were talking about your Etsy store quite a lot at the start of when we started the show. Like, have you thought about just doing it and just doing something that you would want to keep as opposed to like doing something that you want to try to sell? Like, do you still get the enjoyment out of creating things? I do still get the enjoyment out of it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, anything I make, I would wear. So that's always a good thing, I guess. But like, it's just, it gets put on the back burner and the whole talking about it on here that actually like replays in my head all the time. Like, and that's why the last few times I haven't said anything. Cause I'm like, remember how you were going to actually post stuff and you never did, but now <laughs> yeah. it's too late. Cause the stuff you're making needs to go to cons. And like, <laughs> it's that snowball effect of like, Oh God, like I've lost control. Like, and I don't know what to do. So yeah, like I still have from forever ago. When I was doing stuff, and now it's all messed up because it's been on my keyboard under my desk. Is it's not even melted yet? My little oh, Overwatch. Oh, the heart. Overwatch heart. Yes. Yep. And there's pieces that have mi- that are missing from cattails hitting it and it's getting <laughs> bumped around, and so it's it's still here. And I had a diva thing I started, and it's pink and it's under there, and that's not even finished. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's. I need to find time and like just be like, okay, today's the day. It's Perlerby day. The next day, okay, what are we focusing on next? You know, so. Yeah. 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 I think it's important too, like when you're saying, it's the same idea as with budgeting and treats and all the rest of it. Like 
make sure you don't say like, okay, this coming Saturday is Perler Bead Day and I plan to do it for 16 hours. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it can be Perler Bead Day and you could just like melt stuff and then you can go and do something else that's fun. Like, yeah. you know, don't, or try not to make it so it's like the only thing that you plan to do in a day and give yourself these, you know, like mountainous tasks where you have to finish everything all at once, you know, like try to break it down into doable, manageable chunks. Well, and I think too, like just the fact that it's getting close and the fact that we're taking a trip like is terrifying yeah. to me, but also I'm okay with it, you know? And I, well, and I told them I was okay with it because it was the end of April and not any time in May, because then those weekends, like I, I'm going to be in panic mode, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, it's, that'll be my little break. And obviously I don't want to like, burn myself out but I want to make sure that I have enough like to sell so like enough sure. product, so well knowing you for the last few years <laughs> I will say that you have a tendency to do this where you talk about how you've got to do it and you go over and over and over and over and over and over and over in your head and to me your plans for when you're going to do what and then you end up absolutely fucking killing yourself in the 48 yes. hours before the con every yes! single time <laughs> every time Dan would give you like the biggest high five like, thumbs up like ever because that is a hundred percent correct because yes. usually I don't sleep the whole night before and trips trips too mm -hmm. I do not sleep because I stay up all night worrying that I'm gonna forget something and I never do Usually, except the one year I forgot jeans. For kind of that, <laughs> that's okay. Perfect. I totally forgot shirts one time, and it's just that's what happens. <laughs> but yeah, correct. It's the very last minute. That's how my brain like kicks into high gear. So well, yeah, because I mean, we both procrastinate all of the time. I totally get you. We are the same, and I think mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying what we need to do, both of us, when there's things that we have to tackle, like, well, my taxes is a perfect example. Like I did that in like little manageable chunks. I did a few hours here and there and it took me a few weeks, but eventually I got through it all and it's ready to go in. So you know, it's the same sort of thing I think with you is why I say, don't say it's Perler Bead Saturday, say it's Perler Bead Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and then like yeah. go to a movie with Ben or something in the evening and like, just take little chunks of days you have free and do a little bit of something. And then you won't have to kill yourself in the 48 hours before the con. <laughs> yes. I will start doing that. I'll try to post updates as I do that. And people feel free to call me out on purpose. <laughs> Please. Like, yeah. keep you honest. Like, what did you do? What have you been doing in the last like 24 to 48 hours? <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen any pictures. <laughs> so yes, feel free to call me out. <laughs> and I absolutely love the quote that Hachikumo just put in the chat room. It's from Calvin and Hobbes. And he says, I need to be in the right mood to get stuff done. The mood is last minute panic. <laughs> yes. That is us people do to that. a yes. T. To a T. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of last minute panic, we have a super awesome email that came into the show this week. Uh, you can send your demons to demonspodcast at gmail.com or you can share your stories over in Discord. It's discord.gg slash jossplays. There are two different channels. This one is from the 18 plus conversation. So if you haven't been turned off by all of my use of fuck in the episode so far, <laughs> just want to warn you, this is going to be an explicit conversation. Um, I have uh, taken out some details and I have changed the name uh, just because uh, 
some of the stuff like that was shared, I don't necessarily want. Just in case the other person involved is listening, I don't want to like spoil some big surprises or anything because yeah. there's yeah, there's yeah. a there is something that shouldn't be spoiled. I think in the email, so I took out uh, some location information and stuff. But the uh, the email is. The same. So uh, this is the email that we got from Mr. Smith (laughs) says, uh, hey, guys, I'm struggling, struggling with, well, a weird demon. I've been with my current girlfriend, soon to be fiance, but she doesn't know that yet. Hence the changing the information (laughs) for almost two years now. And things are usually great, except for our quote unquote bedtime routine. I have a tough time having sex. It's not that I don't like it. It's because of my insecurities, being overweight, having some other health issues. I can't feel comfortable enough to do it sometimes. I love her to death. I can't see my life without her, but I know that this is something that bothers her a lot. We've tried talking about it, but my insecurities still keep me from giving 100% of myself, if you know what I mean, to the point of having anxiety attacks from time to time because of it. It's not that I don't feel attracted to her. I do, a ton. But I just can't seem to focus enough sometimes, and we end up having pretty big fights over it. So first of all, thank you so much for being open enough to share your story, because I know this is a demon that none of us have talked about, none of us have brought up, (laughs) and I think that it's um, not because it's weird, but it's kind of like one of those things, it's like the last kind of taboo thing. Like, everything seems to be a little bit more acceptable to talk about nowadays. Like, people are being more open and honest about like mental illness and insecurities and kind of all these other topics that we've covered on the show so far. But I think with sex, it's twofold. It's this like kind of stigma, it's stigmatized, or at least it was when I was growing up. And it's this like super bad, horrible thing that you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to enjoy and you're not supposed to talk about because that's just not polite. (laughs) You know, it's not the right way to go about conversation. So a lot of it is, you know, like swept under the rug sort of thing. And then I know like um, specifically for Nevermore and I, where we have long-term current partners, like I don't want to like, exactly. yeah, it's not like we're, you know, where it's, it's like, not oh, just well, about us. Here's Mr. X. You know what I mean? It's like, here's Ben and Matt. Like, yeah. They're yeah. Five People know your one. significant others. They know your boyfriends and that. So it becomes a little awkward because, yeah. you know, when you're talking about when you're talking about sex in terms of our own demons, it's not just you you're talking about. Yes, exactly. And so, so it's never going to be you know, something we bring up. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, I mean, both Nevermore and Joss both brought this up to their to their boyfriends and said we are going to talk about this on the show. Um, you know, which I think is the right thing to do because they they don't have the voice here mm-hmm. on the show to be able to to speak about it or to, you know, in the worst case scenario, defend themselves. <laughs> they don't you agree with what? what you're saying. Oh, there's Even nothing to said, defend. Hey, here, they're on the call. Like, I don't think they'd be able to take any of it seriously. <laughs> I know. God, we're having a hard I'm enough time taking it seriously. But I think if they were both on the call, they would just not. Yeah. <laughs> not behave. <laughs> so uh, my, my point is that it's, it's a very taboo subject. So first and foremost, thank you so much for sharing your story with us because it's very, very difficult to talk about. And I know like there's kind of a couple of different things. The reason I wanted to talk about it on the show is Jules, I thought you gave some really, really excellent advice. And I think it's kind of worth talking about. So do you want to just kind of go over a little bit of what you said in the Discord? Sure. Um, So I responded to Mr. Smith and I said, you know, number one, it it is super, super hard 
especially for a man to admit to having identity, you know, identity issues, uh, body image issues. It's very brave of him to say that. Um, and it's very, it's, you know, it's hard to admit that it's hard to admit it. And it is super common for men and women to be self-conscious of their bodies when they're with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what stuck out with me very significantly is that he's got a disconnect between his, his, uh, his image of himself and how his girlfriend sees him. You know, someone who loves you and someone who is attracted to you doesn't see those flaws that you are so focused on or so uncomfortable with, but you can't, like, they can't say, she couldn't just say to him, honey, I think you are so attractive and sexy and I find you so appealing and I want to be with you because it doesn't matter if she says that 10 times over, 50 times over, he's going to believe that she's not telling him the truth. Mm -hmm. And well, and this is the exact same kind of conversation that we've had over so many different issues, right? Like yes. whether it is our performance on podcasts or streams, or if it's our self-image or our weight, you know, like we can have people tell us we are good at our job. We are beautiful and they love what we're doing with X, Y, and Z. But it's like that one person. And sometimes that one person yep. is you that, you know, has that little, they're lying to you. You're yeah. actually ugly. You're actually uh, terrible at your job. And you say like every other sentence and it makes people that listen to your podcast want to go jump in front of a bus. <laughs> like <laughs> there's yeah. like all yeah. kinds of little voices and you assume that the negative ones are the ones that are telling the truth. And that's not necessarily the case. And I think that's something that people struggle with a lot. I know I struggle with it a lot is my insecurities and stuff. And I like sometimes just go to Matt and just say like, did, am I pretty? Like, do you like me? <laughs> like, and, you know, because yeah. you need that kind of little bit of self-confidence boost. And it is really, really difficult to get over those insecurities and just to kind of like leave it behind. And I, I wish there was a way that we could see ourselves the way others see us, particularly those closest to us and those that love us, because I think we would look completely different if we could look through their eyes instead of ours. Yeah, and that is absolutely true because, you know, all the things that you're focused on about, you know, my thighs are too fat, my stomach is too big, um, I've got a double chin when I lay down and I can't even imagine <laughs> what he would see, you know, like all those things. And he's just looking at, he's looking at you and saying, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And um, there, there's, a, there's a line, um, if you've ever seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love, I don't know if you like you, you've not, seen that no. movie. Okay, um, there's a it's uh, two women who are having a meal together and they're lamenting that they've been in Italy and they've been eating and they they're they're eating so much food that they're 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 getting the muffin top over their jeans <laughs> and it's like I feel and they're saying I feel like I am the most disgusting creature in the world. One of them was saying that and she had a beautiful girl and you know had this boyfriend and the other one says to her. Do, do you like when you walk into a room that your boyfriend is in and you're and you take your clothes off? Do you think he is seeing your muffin top? And she's like, and she looks at her like, yeah. And she goes, he says, I have a naked woman in my room. <laughs> There's a naked woman that's going to make love to me in my room right now. That is all I fucking care about. Right? 
Like this creature wants to make love to me and be with me. And that is the most amazing thing. Now for a man, you know, that is even harder because there's this, there's this feeling of you have to be macho and not show your feelings and not be, um, embarrassed about your body Mm -hmm. and all those things. It's hard. It is so, so hard. And as Josh just said, like, I'm sorry, you've been talking about how hard it is for like the last 10 minutes. You've said, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. And I've tried not to laugh every single time. Oh, well, for a I man, like it's that. so hard. I myself for keeping composure. So. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> sorry. No, but you're fine. right. It is very difficult for men because there is a lot of like this stigma of, You have to, like, there's, like, the bro life and the get laid and the macho, macho, macho. It's so, like, shoved down their throats all of the time. I can 100% see how that would be very, very difficult. Because then if you're not living up to that expectation that, you know, whether it's you or society or whoever is putting it on you, like, it's there. It's the same way that we feel so much pressure to be super duper skinny. Like, it's all just there in the background all of the time so if you're feeling insecure that can huge huge hit and makes it really difficult or hard as jules likes to say (laughs) my my father just texted me this message he just said many women are self-conscious about stretch marks if a guy gets close enough to see stretch marks he's thanks he's thanking god that he and he never sees them absolutely right the other the other part that i they mentioned in the discussion on discord said if you're considering getting married that is a very this is a very very important issue to work through before marriage Mm -hmm. because marriage does not fix an unhealthy sexual relationship it just makes it worse it's the same idea as people thinking that it's going to fix any kind of problem with your relationship. Yeah. Like, oh, we're having problems with our relationship. We should just get married or we should have a kid or we should get a dog or whatever. Like those things aren't going to fix the problems that you're having. And I can't remember who it was in the discord, but I think somebody said, um, and actually it might've even been my comment. I don't know. There was a very long conversation from a lot of people. <laughs> I can't remember if it was, I can't girl. remember if it was me or not, but it was a very good point. <laughs> Yes. Basically, just the idea that like your timing of when you're having these conversations, I think, is really important, too, because it's obviously something you need to work on. And you say that you've had conversations with her. But I'm kind of thinking sometimes these conversations happen when things come to a head, which if (laughs) which if it's the point where (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm trying so hard. I have the brain of a 12 year old. It's really hard. You know. Difficult. It's really difficult. So anyways, um, it it's probably coming to a head when something has just failed. You know, and like, you know, you've 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 tried you've tried to, you know, go through your normal bedtime routine and you're not feeling it or she's not feeling it. Someone's feelings are going to get hurt. And that's when you have the conversation. And then it's like you feel very 
raw, exposed, and insecure, and probably angry, she's going to feel kind of rejected, and she's now probably going to feel really insecure, because you're the, you're the person who's supposed to love her no matter what, and you're, like, the one guy in the world that gets to treat her like an object, and really get in there, and, like, make her feel wanted, and (laughs) Nevermore's winking at me right now, which is (laughs) like, yeah. (laughs) Hey, there's times to, like, be patient and like gentle and then there's times to not be (laughs) exactly and you're like (laughs) you're the one guy in the world that gets to treat her like that right that gets to really appreciate her as a sexual person and if you're not doing that then that can be a big blow to her ego so then if on top of all of this you're then piling on the conversation of you know like why things are happening or why things aren't happening then I think that's when you're going to get these big fights. So I think it's important to have conversations outside of these really like high anxiety, like high anger points in time, like yeah. over lunch one day, be like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Like we're sitting I here mean- having spaghetti, <laughs> all our clothes are on, like, <laughs> Oh my god. Let's just, you know, where let's my mind just went, but I don't know. Okay, what is sexy about spaghetti, goddamn? I don't know. I think we just learned a lot more about Nevermore than I thought we were going to. Hey, yeah, we did. <laughs> Maybe it's a nice clean place. Maybe she's taking it down like a lady in the tramp kind of a <laughs> Everything you say is sexual right now. Everything you say, every word you're speaking is an innuendo. Oh, man. Anyway, communication is very, very, very important on both sides. Very important. Well, and it is is so hard. Okay. It's so difficult (laughs) to... um, to, to be raw, open, honest about how you feel about all of this. Like... Because all of that is intimacy in itself by just being really super honest Mm -hmm. and say, I hate my body and I hate being naked or I I hate having to be, um, you know, I hate it when you look at me and all you see is this, you know, or you you see my, my back rolls or whatever it is that you're focused on. Just being able to say that out loud is like, there's a trust exercise that happens with that. That is so brutally scary, mm-hmm. you know, just to admit that out loud. And so that just the demon has been acknowledged by saying, yes, I know that this is a problem to the point where I get an anxiety attack about having intimacy with my girlfriend. Um, and that comes from some place in your past that comes from something that's been building up over time that comes from, you know, it could be, um, you know, for a lot of people, it's like when you're overweight as a child and people yell mean things to you, uh, out at school and call you piggy or, you know, uh, I mean, those are things that stay with you and shape your self image. I can, I have a perfect example of this actually. So when I was probably about 14 or 15, I had a boyfriend and like we, I was young, we weren't sleeping together or anything, but we were sitting in the cafeteria and I had my like legs up on the chair next to me 
And my boyfriend walked up to me and it was like, it was close, springtime. So I was wearing like shorts or capris or something. But anyways, he, he came up to me, put his hand on my leg and went, oh, I don't think you've shaved in days. That's disgusting. <laughs> and to this day, I am anal now about shaving my legs. And if I haven't shaved my legs, like I don't let Matt touch me. I'm like, no, like pants. <laughs> like I haven't shaved my legs in three days. Like, <laughs> and it's like this stigma thing that's in my head now because and like Matt doesn't give a shit like he doesn't care it doesn't matter at all he just wants to be close to me and I'm just like nope not happening like you know I'm gonna go sit on the other couch because I haven't shaved my legs today so you know like and it's it does it's these little things and I mean like I dated the guy for like two months like I don't even remember his name but I remember the comment (laughs) like it's carried with you since exactly since so yeah that's like almost 20 years now of like anal shaving legs like just being like so ridiculous about like my shaving routine because of something some dick said to me in high school (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep ridiculous you know um uh, you know, the, the person who wrote the letter is in the chat room right now. Oh, so great. I, I won't use the name unless unless he <laughs> says it's okay. Um, but he said he used to be an event model for almost four years. And I already felt I already felt like my body was shit. And looking back, it really wasn't. In the last two years, I've gained 30 kilograms and it's only getting worse. And you know what? That the, the weight gain is coming from somewhere. It's it's coming from somewhere. And, you know. We talked about it in the Discord as well that he is going through therapy, mm-hmm. um, and I think that I think that therapy has to dig into where where all of this body image disconnect comes from because I think you've got a body dysphoria problem. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, he showed a picture of himself in the Discord, and I went, "There is yeah, like, that's the insecure guy." <laughs> You're awesome. Like you're, you're a very attractive man. And I don't understand. Um, I, I couldn't understand where he was, where he was coming from, but it's, it doesn't invalidate it. You know, yeah. it's oh, how yeah. he feels about it. And we so, talked, to, I feel like we talked about this. Um, maybe it was, it was quite a while ago now, but, um, just the idea of no matter what you look like right now, if you don't have a good self image, then you're just like, you just don't feel good about yourself ever. Like no matter how much weight you lose, because we were talking about, I think it might've even been like episode one with weight loss and like looking at pictures of me from like four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, when I was, you know, 30 and 40 pounds lighter, I thought I looked fat and shitty then. Like, you know, there's just, if you don't have a good self image, if you don't like the way that you look, then it doesn't matter what the number on the scale is. It could be, you know, your number now, it could be 50 pounds heavier, it could be 50 pounds lighter. If you have a negative self image in your head, it doesn't matter what you actually look like. You're never going to see yourself in a positive light. Before BlizzCon, it Mm. was also when we were talking about me wearing the tights and all that kind of stuff and, or the leggings and how, um, Casey, has Casey and her husband have been doing this huge weight loss thing and just getting healthy overall. And like their pictures are, their changes were dramatic and stuff. And we were worried about like, you know, we weren't where we wanted to be and stuff. And my point was, if you're walking through people at BlizzCon who don't know you, they don't know you've lost 70 pounds or gained 20 pounds. You know, (laughs) they don't know, you know, so it's, it's all you and like what you're feeling about it and why it's on your mind all the time and stuff like that. Cause it is, it's a daily constant struggle 
that you're going through. So you're thinking about all the time. Your partner's not, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, unless they're being a total asshole and like calling you out, then you shouldn't be in that relationship. But um, just you know, it's it's in front of you all the time because of mirrors and you're mm-hmm. eating and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. are focused on it. So, but yeah, nobody else is. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. So, um, I I think that the disconnect for um, for body image affecting your sex life in that way is something that needs to be addressed before you consider proposing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really kind of getting it to the point where, you know, you can feel like your sex life is improving. And honest, honestly, the way that it comes down to it is that if you can have the brutally honest conversation about sex with someone and actually say the words out loud about things yeah. that are bothering you, things that are uncomfortable. Like if you can express them or write them down or something to actually share them with your partner, that is the number one way that you're going to work through it together. Because yeah. if it goes yeah. unspoken, it's never resolving. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I mean, the thing is, I think we should probably talk about too, because I I've been in this situation before and sometimes talking about it doesn't fix it. Yep. And, you know, so I think that there's a certain level of uh, maybe self-preparedness that you have to look at in this case is that sometimes you can bring it up. You can be blunt. You can be like WTF for for in in my case, I was the, you know, why don't why won't you sleep with me person? So I was, Mm -hmm. I guess, your girlfriend in this situation. And I was like, WTF is going on. Like, I don't understand. Are you not attracted to me anymore? And it was just like. No, it's not you. I don't know what's going on. But and the situation didn't resolve itself. And it's so frustrating. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And that relationship for so many reasons didn't work out. But that was definitely one of them. Like, and it's a big disconnect. And I think you need to be kind of prepared for it not to work out and for it to be a hard conversation and for it to be a struggle and something that might not have a happy ending. Yeah. Um, but everybody... but it's always better to know. It's always better to have yes. the conversation than to wonder than and yeah. the disaster thinking chaos. Yeah, yeah. The one <laughs> thing I've learned over the years is that there is no correct way to have a healthy sexual relationship. Like you and your partner, what works for you is is going to be as long as you both are extremely honest about what makes you happy. You know, for some people it's asexuality for others. It's uh, an open relationship or polyamory for others in more. It's, you know, we, um, we're, we're having sex only with each other, or we maybe will only have it like once every couple months, you know, but as long as everybody in that relationship has an honest say in it, that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you enter into a marriage and know that there's there's missing parts, there's missing um, things are going unsatisfied. There's yeah, <laughs> there's Im- exactly there's imbalance. There's, you know, yeah. different people wanting different things, regardless of what the subject matter is, whether it's your sex life or your finances or your living situation or whatever. If there's ever any kind of disconnect there, then that's going to cause problems and that's going to be what's going to end in you guys splitting up. 
regardless of how happy you are in all of the other areas of your life, if you have some sort of big thing, like this, for me, sex life is right up there with things like, do you ever want to get married? Do you ever want to have kids? Like, do you want to live near your family or not near your family? Like location and religion, like all of these really big pieces of your life. Sex is just as big and just as important. And if you are not meshing, then that's going to cause you really big problems in the long term. And unfortunately, since sex is the kind of thing that generally, I mean, you do with other people, if there is a huge imbalance, you are setting yourself up in like more so than a lot of other things that you can potentially disagree on. If you guys disagree on sex and if you guys are imbalanced and if you guys aren't happy, then someone's going to look elsewhere. And that is the most painful thing to deal with in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people cheat. Yeah. And, you know, it's because they can't communicate or they don't know how to communicate with their partner. So they choose to go seek it elsewhere, which is lying, deceiving. You know, it's trust destroying. Yeah. And nobody wants to be there ever. And it is it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But it's it's not always perfect. You're not always going to be in the same mood at the same time. (laughs) Oh, no, exactly. Somebody's going to come over to the other one and be like, hey, you're going to be like, Nope. (laughs) That's how it is. You know, you don't know if it's because they had a long day at work and they're just tired or if they're sick for some reason, like you don't know. And it'll still hurt a little bit, you know, but you have to also be understanding in situations like that. And it's hard. It hurts when you feel like you can't have sex, you know, not saying you can't go do stuff by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't want to be doing that all the time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But if you're not communicating it to each other, then yeah, you're going to go sit there and dwell on it and be like, well, why, why, why isn't Mm -hmm. this happening? Why not tonight? Like what's wrong? What did I do? You know, if you don't know the truth. And you have to communicate it, even Mm -hmm. though sometimes it might be upsetting and sometimes you might fight about it, but you have to keep the communication going. Mm -hmm. The last thing I wanted to add to it is that I said to our writer, I said, if you could say, if you could use the words, I wish and say what you really wished would happen in a perfect scenario when it comes to your sex life. um, To say, I like an example, I wish that I could take my clothes off and not have a, an anxiety attack and you know what is it that you wish for to change in the situation and if you're out there and you're you're listening to this and you're in your thinking that I've got a problem ask yourself what you wish for when you when you sit down I mean you know what I had a situation where I said I wish that he would never approach me again I've been there and yeah. you know and that was brutally hard to like come to terms with and say, I wish you would never even approach me again because of the issues that were, we were having. And so that's, that's like, you know, that's scary stuff. And it, but if you're not knowing what the problem is, that could start to open up your evaluation of it. Mm-hmm. The, I wish statement, that's a, that's really great advice because it's like, sometimes You know, everything feels so big and so overwhelming and so difficult. Damn it, Nevermore. (laughs) Nevermore. (laughs) Yes, Nevermore, things are big. And overwhelming. overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Oh, man. But things can just seem so difficult to deal with. But if you can just kind of boil it down to one thing and say, like, I wish this thing 
sometimes that one thing is a lot easier to deal with and a lot more of like a, an, over, an obstacle that you can overcome. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I wish our sex life is better. Like, that's a big one. But if you say like, I wish that we could have one day a week that we set aside to be intimate. And it doesn't necessarily mean we have to have sex. There's a whole lot of ways to be intimate with someone that doesn't necessarily end up in having full on having sex. You guys can sit down and have conversations. You can try like taking off different amounts of clothing until you hit your comfort level and then just spending time together at your comfort level. And then, you know, maybe you push that a little bit further next time and, you know, like just make everything small obstacles that are easily overcome. And I think before you know it, if you put the time, the work in and you be open and honest about it, you're probably going to work through a lot of your problems. Exactly. It's just trying to take on everything all at once is, is probably going to be too hard. I too totally difficult. To like, <laughs> I totally used to be like, okay, like oh. lights out. Like, you know, it, when we first started dating, I was like, yep. Okay. We're going to, all right, lean over and like turn off the light. I'm like, yeah, I'm not so much like that anymore because it's been like, it'll be like eight years soon, but <laughs> I feel more comfortable, obviously. But when we first did it, I was nervous. Like, I'm yeah. like, don't look at me. Like, turn the light off. <laughs> like, feel around. Like, don't, don't stare at me. You know, everybody gets insecure about certain things and those insecurities change, you know, whether it's um, weight or I don't know. I can't think of anything of, I mean, obviously weight, but maybe you for whatever reason on a certain day, something else is bothering you or something's on your mind for, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, had to care that you, you're, you're, you're yeah. uh, self-conscious about, or, um, you know, it, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that can be, that, that can take you out of the moment. And it's, it's a crime to be, uh, so wrapped up and not able to let yourself go completely because, you know, it's, when you're with someone that you truly love, that's, that is the safest place that you're in. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the place that you're supposed to be able to just let it all go away and, um, be exactly who you are. Vulnerability is exposed. Everything else is exposed. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just, you know, it's there. And, um, and I've struggled with it too. And having the ability to let all that go was amazing. It Amazing. makes it so much better. It makes it so much better. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when you're in your head like that, it just, there's so many different things. And I know sometimes it's hard to, like, you know, block it all out. Um, maybe if you haven't tried stuff, maybe, I mean, I'm not into the whole music being on thing, but maybe some people want certain music playing. Like, maybe the lights off help you. Like, there's so much other stuff that can be distracting. Like in our case, like a cat is over there, like using the litter box. And I'm like, must not focus on the cat, you know, because it's, we're in our small apartment right now. And it's like, it's, you know, stuff's happening. And all of a sudden I'm like, must not focus on the cat. Must not focus on the cat. <laughs> So oh, other God. outside things happening, yeah. neighbors or, you know, whatever's going on that can interrupt you. And it's, it's hard to let that all go, but I think it makes it better. Mm -hmm. so just try, just try to helpful. maybe potentially even shift your focus to just her. Like, don't worry about you. Don't, you know, just don't think about you. Just think about her. Is she having a good time or am I making her happy? Am I making her feel good? Like just her, 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 her. And then you'll have so much of her in your head that you won't have any of you in your head. And then shabam. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, another suggestion that I would give possibly is maybe take a, take a weekend away someplace mm. away from your home, away from your, you know, your normal routine. Um, and just be like, you know, vacation mode can help because you're not distracted by the everyday yeah. stuff. New surroundings for sure. Yeah, ignore Jayonce. He's super sarcastic. Just, <laughs> just, they're kind of questioning what he's what he's saying and if he's Jay, saying it. Jay is super be nice. <laughs> yeah. That, sometimes your personality doesn't translate the text. Yeah. <laughs> he's super sassy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. On that sassy note, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much, Mr. Smith, for your email. Um, that was it was a great topic, I think, and and something that more people than you realize uh, actually struggle with. So, and it's definitely I'm pretty something... sure that it will continue in the Discord. <laughs> well, I mean, there were, and and that's kind of my point is that there were so many people that once the first person kind of took the leap and started just talking about the topic of sex, people were like, "We can talk about that." Oh, that's awesome. Okay, here's my experience and, and just the amount of information that was shared and, and just the, the support that was in the Discord was just phenomenal. So I am so happy for this community and so proud of you guys uh, for helping each other out. So uh, again, that is discord.gg slash jossplays. Uh, it's definitely in the 18 plus Slaying Demons channel. So uh, go check it out in there and uh, we look forward from to hearing from all of you guys um you can also send your emails into demonspodcast at gmail.com if you prefer for your uh issue to be discussed more anonymously uh jules where can folks find you on the internet you can find me at on twitter at jules rpg uh you can find me at my other podcast which is at torrent think tank uh at twitch.tv slash torrent think tank is the live stream uh records every thursday i just want to give a quick shout out we've been getting a lot of really kind messages from people like on twitter and to say that they listen to the show and like people who are joining the discord and saying and names that i don't recognize mm -hmm. from our typical uh, people who are always here and it's so nice to see all of those messages so thank you guys so much it it kind of blows me away how many of you are listening to the show and i love it so thank you guys so much <laughs> we haven't scared them away yet yes <laughs> well they haven't heard the sex episode i, th hey. I was trying to figure out if there was a way to shorten sex an episode like sex but sex, sex, sex -opode? Opode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it didn't, it just doesn't flow off the tongue. I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so, uh, never more. Where, where can folks find you if they want to hear more of your shenanigans? They can find me on Twitter. I'm at quota nevermore and eventually on Etsy or some sort. Like, please like tag me, like ask me what I'm working on. Make sure that I'm crafting and preparing for my show. I would greatly appreciate it. Cat butt. <laughs> for those of you listening to the audio version of the episode jules had a cat walk in front of her face nevermore doesn't just randomly yell out cat butt for no yes, reason yes i do well actually yeah that's that's true i'm as sure well. that i'm super random in other ways i yeah. forget sometimes that people just download the <laughs> just download the audio version yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually about like I don't know, a hundred times more people listen to the audio only version than ever see the video. They're probably like, what is this person who's like, how do you do mammograms on people without big boobs? And I'm like, that's just 
how my brain works. Oh, yep. man. I forgot about that yep. conversation. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> if you'd like to follow the show over on Twitter, you can do so. We are at Demons Podcast, and you can find me at Joss Plays on both Twitter and Twitch. I look forward to talking to each and every one of you. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for hanging out and for slaying your demons. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.